It's the boy, Bubba, let's come through. Ella, clutch, flawless, can't be touched. It's your boy, Bubba, let's. Yeah, I need that hot take. I need the truth and everything that is not fake. So tell me who's the girl. Welcome back, Bubba Bunch, to another episode of the Bubba Let's Sports Podcast. This is episode 142. There's not really a title to this because I don't know what the fuck we're going to talk about. It's kind of like it's kind of one of the reasons why we haven't done much this week, you know. Like we've done one episode where I talked about Black Lives Matter, the COVID situation, and, and you know my personal you know struggles and and battles that I'm I'm going through right now. But hey, man, like I went to today not thinking that we're gonna do an episode, but your boy got up, you know, played some Black Ops Four because it's Double XP weekend. What the boys loved it. Went to go get a haircut, as you could see. It can can you feel the freshness coming out of Bubble Lutz right now? I I mean, I I just feel so much better knowing that I have a haircut. And you know, like boys, guys, guys, you ever you ever have that feeling like right after you get a haircut, you get in the shower, you start to put on the shampoo, and you just start feeling like the the back of your head. If you get a like a bald fade or skin fade, like you just you just touch it because it's just so smooth. You know, I could just ASMR. Like... I hope you can hear that. I love it. I love the feeling. They they lined up the beard too. Oh, dude. And then I went to the gym right after. Don't don't even talk about what we've eaten today, guys. Because it's, it's absurd what we've been eating this last week. Like, the, the system is just feeling phenomenal. Went to GNC, bought some supplements, some protein. Oh, right, right. Like, like today had a granola bar. Just to start off something light. You know, I'm not a big breakfast eater. Came back from the haircut, and then ate a bowl of oatmeal, strawberry and cream, but with some bananas in it, cause I fuck around like that. And then after the gym, right after taking some pre workout, some creatine, came back home, made myself a smoothie with the protein in there, fruits, you know, like like yogurt. Your peanut butter, some some almond milk, y'all fuck around with almond milk, and then, not only that, but we we ate takeout. But I mean, the first option everyone was like, "Let's eat McDonald's." I'm like, whoa, 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 hold on there, big fella, slow your roll. You you got too much dip on your chip, right? So then I was like, "Look, let's eat some." some chipotle like let's get some protein in they're like nah i'm like ah how about uh how about a McAllister's deli okay i got myself a nice grilled chicken salad with a ham and cheese sandwich no sweet tea no nothing else ate the protein shake or drank the protein shake and then uh and then finish it off with another supplement and guys i mean like i like this this little like tripod thing or a little thingamajigger holding up the webcam. It's on my bed. I could flip over this bed right now if I could. I, I could. I'm just trounced in fucking energy right now. And it feels amazing. And a good type of energy. I'm not going to crash or anything. It's just, you know, you, you feel so productive. And you just get the ball rolling. So here we are. There wasn't going to be a podcast. But there is. And I've just like rambled on for like what? Uh, three minutes? About how uh, how uh, good I'm feeling. 
Think about it. Just a few months ago, we were on a podcast where uh, I shaved my head and uh, was talking about how much I hated being inside. We're going to the gym, man. We're we're going out and, and buying some good food, some healthy food, getting some healthy supplements. It's a great feeling, man. Yeah, man. So, uh, sports. Uh, I mean, is there really much to talk about other than the NBA restarting in like a month and a half? That's that's a struggle, man. Because you gotta you gotta think there is reports saying that a lot of these players may not come back for the season because whether or not they don't feel safe or they don't really understand why they're restarting the season. And, you know, some players are, are back from injury, but they don't want to play. It's it's a tough situation because you really got to think about it. It's that a lot of these players that are leading the way in restarting this season were basically the all-stars. You got LeBron James. You have, you know, Kawhi Leonard. You got all these different names that are, without a doubt, wanting to come back. And they want to play the season. Yet, I've talked about this before. And I've said that this the reason why they're bringing it back is not for the love of the game. It's not for anybody's, you know, happiness other than the money side of it. You know, people want to make money. The government wants this, you know, type of recession to, to go away. And the best way to do that is to bring back sports, which is so invested in money and the deals the the money can bring in if it does come back it's not the first sport to come back ever since this uh, whole COVID situation started i mean think about soccer you know they're they're doing their thing but ultimately it's hard because it's not american soccer it's not anything near here and unless you're a dedicated fan that wants to wake up at 7 a.m 8 a.m on a saturday morning you're not you're not gonna watch barista dormant you're not gonna watch juventus and unfortunately, I love European soccer, but I ain't getting up at 7 a.m. to watch a soccer game. It's just not my thing. And I, and no other American, really. If I don't do it, then there's a lot of other people that don't do that. There, there is a dedicated fan base, for sure. And I applaud them because it's a great game to watch. Yeah, it's just not my thing. Um, I, I want to watch primetime. I want to watch, you know, midday. You know, once I'm done with everything, I just want to you know, relax and, and watch a, a game of basketball, a game of football. That's that's my type of thing, right? So, really, for America, this is the first sport to really come back and to say we are going to rebuild this whole like non-sports thing and and bring it back. Do I think that's really cool? Yes, and I'm excited to see the NBA. Because I haven't really watched much of the NBA this past season. And that's just because there's been other stuff that's been going on. Or I'm not just like super invested into it until the playoffs. But with with the way that they're bringing it back. Which is probably going to be at the end of July. You're talking about a playoff race to get into the 8th seed in the Western Conference. I believe that the Eastern Conference is already settled on 8 teams. And so the, the West is the one deciding the eighth seed because there's a lot of teams like pretty close to each other. Not every team is coming back, which I think is a good thing because if you suck, then what's the point? And 
then you're going to play like did they decide that it was going to be at Disney, like at Disney World, whatever, which is cool because it's a new venue and it's going to be a limited amount of people there. You may have some families there as well. Uh, it'll be interesting to watch. Like, it, I want to see more of the in-game side of it to where the like, players are talking to each other. You start to hear the coaches in their uh, like timeouts. I want to hear everything that's going on. Now, if it's on ESPN or ABC... You're not going to hear the cuss words that are going to come out of their mouths, which a lot of the time probably happens, which is tough because I want to hear that. I want to hear LeBron say fuck off to, let's say, Giannis um, in the finals. Why not, right? You want to hear it. You like the, the sound bite. Yeah, that's probably not going to happen. It's just, to me, it's tainted because of the way that this is going ahead with everything going on in the world. You know, like basketball should be the last thing on our minds. And then you can take into consideration that a lot of these players are fighting back. You know, they're they're going to do a Zoom call. I saw a report right before this that they're doing a Zoom call of unifying everybody that wants to proceed with the NBA coming back. But guys like Kyrie Irving who are coming out and said, maybe this is not the best idea. Maybe there's a lot of concerns that we need to take into consideration. You see it in every sport, and to judge Kyrie Irving on that is a terrible thing because there is a concern here. Like, watching the the first fight for the UFC coming back, and, you know, one of the fighters was positive for for COVID. I'm sorry I'm burping a lot. Uh, When you talk this much by yourself, it happens. And plus, I just ate a lot, and so it's coming back up. But anyways... So, um, what, what's another sport that, that did that? Um, like the MLB, the UFC, like, I mean, they're having a lot of issues. They're going to do Fight Island soon, next month, and their 251 card is stacked. It's, it's stacked with championship bouts, but they're not the most interesting fights in the world. We'll get to more of the UFC right now, because there is a hot topic there. But overall, what I'm trying to get at with the NBA is that, Look, everybody's going to watch, right? Everybody wants to watch basketball and wants to watch sports again. And I'm excited to see it too. But at the same time, when we're watching it, we got to think there is so much other stuff going around, uh, going around the world that you can't just say like, oh, we're back to normal. Oh, we can go back to sports again. It just ain't going to happen. Shout out to NASCAR, by the way. You don't get many shout outs from NASCAR on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast, but you are going to get it today. Episode 142, the first time we talk about NASCAR on the podcast. Bubba Wallace, hey, hey, Bubba's think alike, right? You know, great minds think alike. Bubba Wallace coming out with um, with the I Can't Breathe shirt and then having his car painted to um, Black Lives Matter. An amazing thing. And for a small amount of drivers in NASCAR that are not white, that is predominantly white, and the fans are predominantly white. The it was basically made by by Southern white people, who, uh, yeah, uh, enough said about that. But for NASCAR to come out alongside Bubba Wallace and speak out on these terms, Bubba Wallace painting his car, Black Lives Matter, NASCAR banning Confederate flags, which, if if you've taken history, and I've taken Texas history. My, my professor did a phenomenal job of explaining 
all these different you know symbols and subjects about racism and one of them was the confederate flag confederate flag was made based on racism and discrimination and you know it was a it was a part of the kkk for a long time and so when you have a sport that really exploits that and really kind of celebrates those type of things and i'm not saying like nascar is racist no like but you got to think like it's mostly southern white people who have beliefs that aren't in the best interest right now and they're waving confederate flags all over the place and, and they're the ones that are saying shut up and and you know and you have rights like we're not racist and I'm I'm trying to be nice here, but you got to think, right? Like, we're we all in, in, on the same page here. Is that when you think of NASCAR, there's an image of, like, rednecks, of, like, southern white people who have an accent. And those are mostly those states that are really racist. And it's uh, it's a definitely a hard time for that to happen. For, for you to have that type of image. So for NASCAR to come out and to ban the Confederate flag, because you know that like NASCAR fans, most of those NASCAR fans are going to be upset about that. Like, I'm not even going to do an impression because that's, that's not good. Um, but yeah, and then you got to consider that a lot of those drivers are, are mostly white. So you have a few, you know, minorities as drivers and for, for Bubba to be, to be, uh, you know, African-American, that's a huge thing. That's a, a great protest in a way, but it's also like recognition, especially in a sport, in an environment that doesn't preach on Black Lives Matter, doesn't preach on equality for everybody. It's, it's a hard sport to do that in, for sure. And so... And then you have the driver who retired, essentially. Um, I can't remember his name. Who cares about his name, right? Like, he shouldn't even be mentioned on this podcast. But he retired saying, look, I'm not going to race one more thing. If you're going to ban Confederate flags, if you're going to, you know, protest and all that, if you kneel during the national anthem, I don't want to be in the sport. Go right ahead, dude. Like, anyone cares. You didn't want to race. He, he, was, he was irrelevant in that sport. But then you look at him, you're like, oh, I see why. White, white guy. I mean, one of the whitest guys you ever see. And for him to, to say that, well, that's who we're trying to get rid of. That's who we're trying to exploit and expose. And for that to happen, for NASCAR and Bubba to come together and to do that, it, it's a great thing. And this is a step in the right direction for sure. So enough about that. Um, because we talked a lot about it on the previous episode. So if you haven't checked that out, um, please do. And, uh, so I think, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll make this a shorter one. And I say that every time, but it's always long, but I'll keep it short this time. The last thing I want to talk about, and it's the thing I've been wanting to talk about for a very long time, since we were briefly talking about the UFC is Conor McGregor, bleh, Conor McGregor retiring for like the third time in four years. Whoop-de-doo. Look, man. Okay. When Conor McGregor was on top of the world, you know, pre-Mayweather fight, I mean, double the double champ, this man could do no wrong. 
And I was all for Conor McGregor. The man could do no wrong. And I loved watching him. He was so entertaining. Then the Mayweather fight happens. And I'm like, still, I'm a big fan. You know, he he basically breached a gap between two sports. And made a super fight that made both sides a lot of fucking money. Here's the thing. Is that once he came back. Well, no, he, he retired the first time after the Mayweather fight because he was like, I'm done with fighting. I think there's more to, to, to my life than fighting. Then he came back. And then, you know, you have all like you had the altercation with um, with the bus and the barricades, which almost cost a lot of people their careers, including Michael Chiesa, who had like glass in his eye and almost lost his eye, which is not a fun thing. But then, these last few years, he gets out of control. You start to see the video surfacing of him punching an old guy in a pub for no reason. Then you have another video where he takes the phone from a fan and just just slams it on the floor and doesn't feel sorry about it at all. You know, he goes to jail like twice for, for those reasons. And then... Like you start to lose the interest. Like for me, it's like I love him as a fighter, and I want to see him fight more. But as a like an influencer or as a role model, he's not that. Like that's that's a bad example to set for your kid, for your wife, and for the a lot of people that look up to you. And I'm not, I'm not like trying to judge him at all. Like he makes his own decisions, and who am I to judge someone that is super successful and they've worked hard to get to where they're at? But you should understand, like, you have an audience. You have all the eyes on you. And what you do is outrageous things, you know, outside of the octagon that hurt other people. Why did you have to punch a random old white guy in a pub? Why did you have to take a, a fan's phone and destroy it just, just to be like Conor McGregor just to be like that outrageous like outspoken character think about like Colby Covington Colby Covington is an asshole is a douchebag but he backs it up in his fights not in the last fight but like it stays in the in the fight game it stays like inside of there once he like you don't hear about Colby Covington or at least I haven't heard of about any anything that he does outside of the 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 sport you know he he's just like a character right but at the end of the day i guarantee you if i talk to him like he'd be a nice guy right uh and and connor at the end of the day yes he could be a really nice guy and i feel like once he had the cerrone fight the cowboy fight he came in there saying like oh um i'm a changed man i have to be different i have to be more controlled and he was very respectful in that fight against a respectable opponent, you know, a legendary guy in Cowboy Cerrone. And he beat him outstandingly. He beat him in a in a short fight. And he went over and immediately, you know, congratulated him on a good fight and respected him. Also respected Cowboy's grandma, which is nice. And I felt like all right, this is a good starting point for Connor to come back in. The, all the talk, though, about like him, Khabib, 
number two or, or Nate Diaz number three, I was kind of just like hesitant to say that because I can't, you can't just give a guy that did all of that, that he gave everything to the sport and he made UFC very relevant across casual fans. And you can't take that away from him. Yet you got to sacrifice something. You got to punish him in some way because this man went to jail twice and he's done a lot of bad things ever since the Mayweather fight. That doesn't look good on the UFC. Yet, what I have a problem with is the UFC or UFC fans pushing him toward the title fight already. He does not deserve a title fight at, at all. In not, not in this instant. Look at the divisions that he fights in. It is stacked across the board, man. You got Nate Diaz. You got Jorge Masvidal. You have a stacked amount of guys. Khabib, Dustin Poirier. Um, Justin Gaethje, who just won the interim title. And for you to say, like, oh, since he beat Cowboy, let's put him against Khabib. All right, let's put him against uh, Justin Gaethje already. Like, that's unfair. For a lot of these guys that have been fighting, you know, constantly ever since Connor left, and they're not the draw that Connor is, for sure. Like, no one's going to be Connor. Yet, for him to just come in, you know, after saying he retired twice and being in jail twice, and beating a a guy in Cerrone who may be past his prime but loves to fight, so you give him the fights anyways. I respect Cowboy Cerrone, but it may be toward the tail end of his career. And Connor's just way above him. As far as athleticism overall, Connor is a better fighter, and he deserved to win that fight. Yet, you can't say, oh, since he beat Cowboy Cerrone, let's give him the Khabib fight. No, because... It's the same argument that I have with John Jones or with Greg Hardy. These guys did bad things outside the octagon. They have done bad things and they should be punished for that. Let's, let's take into consideration John Jones. John Jones has shot himself in the foot maybe three or four times. And I can endlessly go on about why John Jones does not deserve the platform that he, he has. And he's complaining still. He's over here saying, well, if you're just going to do this, Dana, then just release me on my contract. I'm like, dude, how, how can you say that when they've given you chance after chance after all the things you've done? After all the things that you've done to damage the sport and the image of the UFC and for you to come out and say, oh, well, I deserve better. You barely deserve to be in the sport. You are the greatest fighter that I've ever seen in my lifetime. John Jones is the greatest UFC fighter I've ever seen. But he could have been a lot better and have a, have a better legacy if he didn't screw up his damn career. He has screwed up his damn career. There is always an asterisk next to John Jones' name. No, no matter what argument you want to make, whether it's outside or inside the ring, you know, he has a terrible division. And he needs to move up to heavyweight. That's where he'll prove he's the best of all time. Whether it's, imagine if he would have beaten DC twice if he wasn't on some type of drug. Whether it's cocaine or PEDs. Or if he wasn't involved in that hidden run. Or if he's not complaining about his contracts. Whatever the case may be. The man has been giving chance after chance and he's not appreciative of that. At least in my opinion. Like the perception is he he's all about himself. You know, he's cocky. And for him to be in the sport is a miracle. 
because he doesn't deserve to be considered one of the greatest of all time with everything that he's done. So I feel like that's the same argument, not to the same extent with Connor, but you got to think like you can't just plug Connor back into the picture of the UFC and say, well, he's going to draw us money. So we have to put him in the fights. That's, that's such a horrible thing. I get it. It's money at the end of the day and it gets you views. But at this point, like Connor, Connor keeps retiring. Like he's the Brett Favre of fighting. You, you just can't just keep saying, oh, I'm going to retire. Oh, I'm coming back. Oh, I'm going to retire, but I'm going to challenge you again. Didn't he like accept an offer to fight someone? Like, was it Usman? I think it was Usman to where like they called each other out on, on Twitter and they were like, just start the fight. Like, sign us up and yet like right after the fucking uh ufc event last week he's like oh i'm gonna retire who cares who cares you fought once in the last like three years who cares connor you know what like connor can do his own thing connor's gonna do his own thing i'm just i'm sick and tired of it like it gets annoying after a while when it it seems like he's feeding for attention that's the type of character he's going to draw attention. But there's a good and, and a bad way to do it. And I feel like he's doing the bad way of doing it over these last few years. So, Connor, you can do whatever you want. This division that you're you're supposed to be, uh, supposed to be in with Tony Ferguson, Justin Gaethje, Dustin Poirier, Khabib, it's fine without you. I'm going to watch those fights because I love those matchups and I love those guys. The UFC is doing better. And they're making the most of it. I'm excited to see Fight Island. I really hope it's actually on the beach, like seaside, and, you know, they fight outside. It may be human as fuck, and it may not happen, but I'm all for it, man. I am all for it. I mean, th this next card is going to be pretty good, um, and, and there's a lot of fighters that many people don't know about. And You talk to my boy Bobby. He's my UFC guy watching some of these guys like man like they're so talented but they just don't have the platform or the they don't have the charisma that a connor or colby covington does and that's sad because not everybody has to be connor not everybody has to be colby covington in how outspoken they are or what it like sound bites that they make that go viral but they just do it with their fighting and i'm like i'm all for it man i'm gonna continue to watch ufc and enjoy it because it's been the most consistent sport so far and they're doing fights every weekend i'm not watching them every weekend but the good fights i'll watch and there's a lot of good fights coming up there's a lot of good fights like this past weekend with their their pay-per-view there was a lot of great fights other than the main event but sean o'malley keep your keep your eyes on sean o'malley he has rainbow hair looks like six nine but the dude is a freak in the ring then you have like cody garbrandt who's making a comeback he looked really good in his last fight i can't remember the other guy's name in the bantamweight division al Jermain? oh i hope i'm not botching it but he's uh he fought last weekend and that that man looked awesome i mean he looked fun to watch so i'm excited for the ufc past connor and if if there's like somebody that wants dude you could literally go on twitter and just ask him for a fight guarantee he goes for it he'll say he'll he'll fight and he'll train for it and then he'll just retire like two weeks later who cares man 
I mean, like I, I just been off the bandwagon for so long. A lot of casual fans will just say, "Oh, Conor McGregor is my favorite fighter." Of course it is, because it's the only one you know. But yeah, who cares, man? He's he's done great things for the UFC and for MMA. And you can go back to his old fights and. And it, it's a journey, man. It really is. It's fun to watch. The documentary they did on him was amazing. But right now, man, I'm just like, I'm tired of Connor. I'm tired of Connor like saying he'll fight or saying he'll beat up this guy and then never do it. You you've beefed with Nate. You've beefed with with uh Jorge Masvidal, you've beefed with Usman. Yet you're not gonna show up come fight day. You're not gonna show up come training. So just shut up and shut your mouth. You're you're all talk. On Twitter right now. And I hate it. I hate it. I think we're done. 30 minutes? That's a good way. For for going from no episode to this, I think I've spoken my my opinion on a lot of things. So so that's going to do it for episode 142 of the Bubble Head Sports Podcast. Hopefully, next week, we'll uh, have some guests lined up and have some more news to talk about because it was a pretty light week on sports. But we'll come back, and I guarantee you, I'll put out some episodes next week for sure. And you'll see me just, you know, vibrate. Well, pause. You know, vibrant, I should say. With energy, with enthusiasm. Because, you know, I'm on the right track. Plus, I start work next week. So, we'll, we'll see how we fit that into the schedule. But I'll make it work. So, thank you for uh, watching or listening to the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. 78 subscribers on YouTube. Please subscribe if you haven't already and tell your friends we're on the road to 100 and I am super excited that we're going to reach that milestone soon. I hope so and I believe in it. So please, please let everybody know about the Bubble Let Sports Podcast and uh, if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, make sure to follow the podcast on there and to support it on social media. So thank you so much, guys for watching and listening. We'll see you next time on the Bubble Up Sports Podcast. Tell me who's your top five quarterbacks right now, dead or alive, huh? And how much do you care about a ring if the best player got carried by the team? Mm. Now would you lose if it been a better draft pick? And do you cuss when your team's in the air?